0: I'm gonna give me a moment to connect live on Facebook. Live on Facebook, mm-hmm. go, continue. So we are uh, actually on three channels at once, the beauty of technology yeah. and um
1: And I, you've got the recording doc, so I'll be able to see it too if I can use it for, for things here. Yeah. Etc. Okay. Go live. So do you know, girls, why I can say meetings in live stream? Got it. You press that. You know. So one of the things that I could to start, you know, this journey of anti aging and changing the way that you age. When I was a little girl playing with my grandma, I mean, my grandma was from the war, so she was shell-shocked. And um, she was having, in Manchester, you know, we were blitzed. And so she was very old and broken. And I used to play with her. And one day she said to me, oh, I could do that when I was a little girl. And I was like, oh, you a little girl? Because I just <laughs> thought I was a little girl forever. My mom was my mom forever. My grandma was always my grandma. I didn't have any idea. I only lived in the moment. But that shocked me. Because my poor grandma with all the arthritis and the legs and special shoes and, mm. and i thought oh no this is going to happen to me when i grow old and so that was when i started this journey to find mm. something different okay now i did start you know the normal yoga The normal, the normal i'm sorry i saw some coming i did um do the normal yoga for a while then one day I was taken to this class. This class, I got to say at the time, it was in a very hot room, I thought I'm going to die right now. (laughs) I've now been teaching this class. I didn't start this yoga until I was 48 years old, right? So all the things that could started to go wrong, had started to go wrong. And I began the yoga. Two years later, I was a completely different person and I was um, a yoga teacher now. I went and did the training after one year because of the difference, the change in my personal body. When I walked into the teacher training, there was a lady there, very elegant, obviously older lady, but elegant, high heeled shoes, pencil skirt. When I went and finally spoke to her, she was the best with Bikram. She was next to him, she was the top. When I went to spoke to her, that lady was 70 years old in a pencil skirt and high heels. And I knew I'd come to the right place, okay? One of the things that you're going to learn to do even today, right in this room, because I'm a mystic, I'm a mystic yogi, and in mysticism, we need proof. It's not a belief system. We work on, if you do this and this and this, does it make this? So. One of the things that um, maybe we could all do today to put us in a certain frame of mind is right now, and you can do it internally, whatever you want. I want you to catch a thought. What are you thinking about right now? It's usually a conversation you're having with somebody because they go on all day. And can I tell you, you have 50 to 80,000 thoughts every, welcome baby, every single day. Now, can you imagine got it 50 to 80,000 thoughts? We don't know what one of them was, do we? So right now, again, catch a thought. What's the thought about? Have a look at it in your mind. What, did you like the thought? Have you seen this thought before? Now, whatever the thought is, I want you to put it on a conveyor belt in front of your eyes and let it be carried away, okay? Now, there's another thought in your brain. Is it a different thought? Is it like the other thought? Just have a look at the thought. What is it? What's the conversation? Okay, no judgment of it. Just put it on a conveyor belt and let it be carried away. We're going to do it one more time. Catch another thought. Of the 50,000 you're going to have today, catch another thought. Now what's this one saying? Is it a good thought? Is it happy? Is it sad? What color would it be? Whatever this thought is, put it on a conveyor belt, let it be carried away. Now. The reason that I have asked you to do this is to prove to you that you were not your thoughts. You were the one that was actually putting that thought on the conveyor belt so it could be carried away. Now, the problem is as we live, every single thing that we think, we believe, okay? How many times have you woke up, you're late? Oh God, you've got an important um, interview. And now you're late, you get in the car, you're late, you bang your head. And now you're angry and you're late, you're upset and you're late and you're worried. And the thoughts are going to you, you're going to miss that interview now. They'll never call you back. Your whole future will change. You've all heard the chat. We've all heard the chat. Then you get to the interview and the interview is late and you're not late at all. In fact, you're perfect. And they give you a cup of tea. But for maybe one hour in the car, you have driven yourself a bonkers. Why? because you believed that thought. And I'm here to tell you, your thoughts are liars. Every thought that runs through your head comes from another place, it's not from you. And often, they're quite negative. They're judging you, telling you all sorts of things about you all the time. So one of the first things, now you know you put the thoughts on the conveyor belt, so you know they're not you. You know they're separate to you or you would never have been able to do it even in any way, even an an objective way. You wouldn't have been able to do it. So what we do in this work is whenever thoughts start to come in and they're coming in the whole day, don't believe them. They do not know your future. If your thoughts knew your future, then ask your thoughts. Okay, give me the lottery numbers. Let's go. Let's go. But the way they deal with you the way they deal with you, the way they make you stressed, the way they make you upset. So can you understand that there is a matrix? This matrix, and I don't mean the matrix, yes, like, you know, the beautiful matrix movie, you all know. This matrix of these thoughts running through your head, do you know what they're doing? Whenever the thought is in your brain, you are lost in thought. That's why you don't know where your keys are. It's not because you've forgotten where your keys are. You weren't there when you put the keys down. You were lost in thought. Did I pick that up? Have I got to get this up? So you were not in the moment. Which, and the other thing is, that these thoughts you have immediate reaction to. So as soon as you have a thought, you have a reaction. When you begin to understand that the thoughts are liars, When you have a thought, you might go, you know, okay, you're going and they're going to tell you now. Oh, you're late. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm quite rude with the thoughts now. I turn around and go, (laughs) get off my head because they don't know what's going to happen. And yet look how all our lives are governed. Now, one of the things that pulls you into the thoughts the most are triggers. Something that winds you up. Every time that subject comes up, boom, you're gone. You have we've all got those subjects. When the subject comes up, we're off and da-da-da. We call them triggers. So when a trigger comes up, what I now do, rather than run off with the trigger, because I recognize a trigger, why? Because I'm like this, okay? Like what? What? What now? And I'm gone. I'm no longer me. I'm gone. So whenever a trigger now comes up, I use a little tool that we're all going to have today. And it's called learning to love yourself. Okay? Because the things, the thoughts don't love you. You know that. Look how much stress we've got. Look how much anxiety. Look how much we we worry about things that 99.99% never happen. They never bloody happen. So when that trigger comes up to wind me up, what winds me up is injustice. You know, if something's unfair, I've lost it. Why lose it? something unfair, and now you've lost it, everything's unfair. So it means your whole life, you're just losing it because everything's unfair. Now, when something unfair comes on, I grab it, and that triggers me to tell myself that I love myself. And how I do this, you've got, you know, like, abracadabra, open sesame. Words are like spells. So when you say, takes four words to do it I love you Veronica and you call your own name now when you call your own name it affects you on a quantum level okay because you are not just a being that lives in this reality you are a being that's connected to the God self inside of you you are actually divine you know that you are all goddesses within we are gods and goddesses and one of the most important things is to understand that that's what we are when you tell yourself you love yourself it's the goddess in you or the god to anybody who may be out there the god in you is actually calling your physical body into the moment Because you see your physical body knows its name. The thing about you is that you're being made of light, okay? You live in the body and the body's made of stardust. Mm. But the body's not you. This leg, it's my leg. But it's not me. My head, my head, it's not me. I am the energy that lives within this body. So each one of you, you are divine energy and you live in this body, your body's yours, the same way your car is yours, the same way your bike is yours. And because you can see that you're something separate, like the thought, something separate, the body's separate to you. Oh, and the other thing, I must add this right now. You are not, you do not, you are not born and you do not die. You are made of energy, okay? And energy just transforms. So you arrive on this planet, And one day you will depart, your body will stay here. Now you think to yourself, hang on, how can I, let me do this. Tonight, when you go to sleep, you begin to dream. In those dreams, you believe everything that's in the dream, don't you? There's no way that you're in the dream thinking, oh, this is a dream, you believe it. And if in that dream, suddenly, you know, the roof starts to fall in, you're going to run. What happens? You run, you wake up, you're in this reality. So you understand that when you go to bed at night, your awareness, which is what you really are, actually goes in your dream world and you have got no idea you're lying in bed. So you can understand yourself on that level where yes, I'm lying in bed, but I'm also asleep and having a life. And that's how we relate to the highest part of us. As you're going in this world, this is just your physical world. You exist on soul in every level that exists. You exist, some. So whenever you say to yourself, I love you, you love yourself, you know, in the quantum world, there is a wave. You must have, you've probably heard of it, wave. And if you, attention is put on the wave, you know what happens? Goes into a dot, becomes still. The movement becomes still. So in this world, we we'll waves, As soon as you say to yourself, I'll say mine for this, I love you, Francesca. Francesca looks round, comes into the moment, and you begin then to love yourself. Now, the thing is that this love, when you tell yourself that you love yourself, is permanent. It's not going to leave you. This love doesn't walk out on you. It's not your parents that die and leave you. This is a love that you give yourself, and it is permanent at the end of your life and say, oh, you die alone, you're born alone. No, you don't. You're born with a whole load of people. And when you die, also, you do not die alone. You die in your own arms because you've got to understand you are so much higher than this, the same way that your physical body is higher than your dream body. So just to understand the different levels of what you are yourself. So, you know, one of the things, I mean, does anybody want to ask any questions? Is there anything you want to interact with me? With especially dark, because you know, you know how you want everything to go in the direction of. Well, we kind of threw away the
0: script already, but I love it that um, Francesca is just so talented at reading the room and what we need. Um, And we're all women, that's not a coincidence. Today, some men register, but I guess something happened. So, you know, we prepare. Francesca is a wealth of information. I've had the pleasure to know, know her this year. She's my um, spiritual teacher, yoga teacher, um, health teacher and and I just wanted to share this beautiful experience with you. Somebody shared it with me at the beginning of uh, this year. Um, and it really help me distress, stress decompress, uh, get rid of the anxiety of the pandemic. And so I wanted to share that gift with you. And the gift is coming, sure. stay tuned, stay tuned. I will leave that um, for the end of the hour. So, so Francesca has, has just had a, an amazing journey where she has learned to, to um, longevity through the power of thoughts, habits, nutrition, diversity, learning from history. So she could talk about anything and anything. Animals, breeding, she's very passionate, as you can see. She's got enough energy for 100 lifetimes and much more. Um,
1: so. <clears throat> you know, I'd like to jump in, because I don't stop talking. I decided when I did the yoga that I would not speak about the yoga being anti-aging until I was 60, okay? Because I thought at 60, that's when things are going to really begin to mess up. So I'm now standing in front of you. Next year, I'm going to be 70, okay? <laughs> Next year. I want to show you something because as I said, proof, these are my original pair of Manolo Blanic shoes. Why do I have them? Because I used to be a model when I was 17 and well straight through to about 30 actually and I did a Manolo Blahnik fashion show and he gave me a pair of shoes I was 20 when I got these pair of shoes and what I want to show you now is 20 year eight 70 year old women because don't forget next year is like three months away 70 year old women don't usually slip their feet into shoes that they wore when they were 20 years old Okay, girls, you understand? I could not wear these shoes after I had my babies. Um, I have two children. I couldn't wear them. I kept them because they were my monolos. you know. Went to do this yoga. Three years after I did this yoga, I was moving. So I got the shoes, I put them on because I loved them. They fitted. And not only did they fit, look how loose they are. And you know, most women in the, in the 70s, they're not even going <laughs> to deal with a pair of shoes like this. You understand what I'm saying? And I keep them, and this is why I'm showing you them. Because this is proof, it's not like I'm fooling you. They've been on, they're 50 years old, these shoes, and they still fit. Now the reason is, it's only once a week, you have to come. Every time you come to this practice, what i found was, you're flushing out all your systems. So your lymphatic system gets flushed. Your digestive system, your um, the heart rate, is improved your lungs your liver your pancreas your digestion every time you come it's like taking a potion and you take the potion once a week and at the end of that you start to see the benefits the benefits are very very oh. subtle so putting on a pair of shoes at 70 that i wore when i was modeling at 20 is a subtle thing of the anti-aging it shows a very very deep anti-aging. Now, I didn't start as I told you till I was 48. And so what was going and I was in the middle of menopause. So it wasn't deep. And then I went off to do teach training. I had my last period at teach training. I was 49. So I was early. My parents, my mom died at 49. My dad died at 60. All my grandparents died before 60. Every single, my granddad, he lived and um, senile. Right? completely didn't know who I was, thought I was my mom. And, you know, I'm mixed race, so my mom's English. And, you know, we read air, and he thought I was my mom the whole time, you know, so my whole family, my genes are to age and die very quickly. Now here's the thing with the diet. If you've got parents at home, like one of my students does have, 90 years old, smoke, drink, eat meat, cheese, everything. You can smoke, drink, eat cheese and do everything because it is hereditary that you are like your parents. However, if you have parents like mine that died so young from different illnesses, the first thing I did, I stopped eating what they ate. Mm. Now my brother and sister, they think I'm crazy. Because I do yoga. She must be mad. My sister has um, <laughs> high cholesterol. She will listen to me. My brother is recovering from the operation for prostate cancer. Okay. All three of us in the same family. I'm 70 next year. I don't, I'm not on any medication. Zero. And why? It's only because of this, just doing this. So you find out in your family line. I mean, if you've got long-lived parents yourself, you know you're fine. But if in your family you've got type 2 diabetes, if in your family you've got heart trouble, which was in my family, very, very strong diabetes, but we were all born in the war, so nobody could eat anyway. So, you know, they were um, heart disease and um, the Alzheimer's. Now, the thing is, you know, girls, you've all lived fabulous lives, all right? You've gained a lot of knowledge, all of you. Imagine you gain all this knowledge and this experience that you and then when it comes time to pass that on, you're senile, your brain's gone, you don't know who you are anymore. This is what we change because these postures and by the way, the postures that I teach are ancient. 5,000 years old was the first written knowledge of them. The pranayama It's in a manuscript that's 5,000 years old. Okay, so this is- Pranayama's t- the breath. Pardon? The pranayama's the breath. Boom,
2: girl. I <laughs> <Not> the posture. <laughs> just, just wanted to clarify.
1: You know something? What is exceptional about that, may I say right now? I did 22 years yoga. Never heard one word about pranayama. When I got to the yoga that did me pranayama, I couldn't wait for it to finish. And here you are, you know about it. Yeah. Okay, so this is going to connect why you know about it. What these ancient yogis devised, they understood how the body was going to age and they prepared things to fix it. Okay. Can you believe in how yoga we have a certain posture that when you do it and they all go one to the other, it, it stops your arteries from hardening? I mean, do you understand the subtlety? The reason my feet fit in the shoes is because there's no swelling. There's no pumpy fingers, there's no pumpy feet. Because this posture, is whenever I do the yoga, it drains away the accumulation of toxins that turn into middle age. Now, you know when you're, if you get in mind a picture in your eye of 33 shadows on the wall, can't see their faces. You can tell with the shadows, who's the young girl of 22, who's the one who's 45, and who's the one that's 80 or 60, 70, 80. You would know by the shadows on the wall which one was which. It's because they all take a certain pasture, right? The middle age spread is actually toxins accumulated around the belly area. One of the signatures of our yoga is we all get a waste because this (laughs) yoga starts to drain away the buildup of the toxins We clean it all the time. And I was always taught, never too late to start, never too young, never too late, never too old, never too too sick to start. Because if you're sick, it's going to make you better because your body can work better. The pranayama that you spoke about, my darling, that's one of the biggest things that we do in the beginning to use the lungs so when I'm 90, my lungs go like this still and to actually change because prana is life force. And so you're putting that life force into your bodies every time you come. We have postures where you fill the brain with fresh oxygenated blood and nutrients, and we hold the posture there and your heart rests and the brain is flooded with the blood. And then all the blood vessels, which are small, they all stretch with extra blood to feed the brain. So that when you're older, you know your name. There's not, because you know when we stand upright, the heart, as it gets older, it can't pump to the extremities anymore. Doesn't go to the brain so well. Doesn't go to the feet so well. Doesn't go to the fingers so well. We make sure that it does. And that's what changes it. I mean, here I am, rambling away at this age, you know that, running away with it. It's because for 20 years, I've been feeding my brain with this oxygen and the life force. And it's not, it's got to be done a lot. But it's one of those things, it's, it's intelligent to understand that there is actually something on the planet that's going to change the way you age. And that's what I think that I'm trying to, to talk about today. Because I know I found it, here's the thing, I might walk out and get hit by a bus, it doesn't say it's going to change the day you die. That's got nothing to do with it. But I know one thing, if I get to the pearly gates, I'm going to be looking hot. Yeah. You, feel, you feel it. <laughs> you feel the attitude to have. Because you don't know what's going to happen into your, in your life. But if you've got tools, and the other thing that happens is, when you start to do it, certain foods you're not attracted to anymore. Certain mm. things and water. You know what the fountain of youth is, don't you? Water. Or as Americans call it, water. It's the fountain of youth. The more you put in babies when they're born are juicy. Awful. You know that juiciness. You want to squeeze it. We've all got to squeeze the babies. They drink all day. Now go to the old person. They, they, they're dehydrated. They're not moving. They're not juicy. There's nothing juicy going on because their body doesn't have enough water. One of the things we learn to do also is, and even now, girls, we'll give you this. You know a flask of warm water? Take it with you to work and drink it all day. And that flask of warm water will begin to release your body and allow toxins and things to start to flow out of your body. The other thing is, it's not ice-cold water, so it's not horrible in the winter. It's quite comforting. But if you start to get that bottle of water, you know the flask like this, in your bodies, put that in every day, that nice warm one.
2: There's mine. (laughs) (laughs) show you? Same bottle, baby. There we oh, go. Ba- well, I'm <laughs> we love those mason jars.
0: <laughs> I have this. I have warm ones. <laughs> you
2: have the warm
1: ones. <laughs> Very good. It's cool. Some of mine now. So we've done the 30,000 thoughts. Where I, my teaching comes from, although I do the yoga, and the, you know the yoga is originated in India, I'm actually in the Gurdjieffian line. So I come from mysticism. And the mysticism is where we need the proof. Today, all of you approved your thoughts are not you because you didn't put yourself on the conveyor belt to be carried away. You placed a thought on it. So you know you're separate to that. So now you can look at them differently because your thoughts, if you believe everything they say, they govern your life and they're not true. So, Doc, is there anything else I should fill in? Is um,
0: <laughs> Very good. So, I've learned a lot from Francesca. And she, she, um, I make mistakes and and uh, she calls me on it. <laughs> and I learned a lot. I learned a lot. She really takes it seriously and wants the best for us. So, the good news is you're going to get a free trial, Um Francesca's been very, very, very generous, even for the people listening to it remotely right now. It's not live. Everybody's going to get one month free trial. And uh, very, she doesn't do that for anybody, okay? Only for our audience. So, Elena. (laughs) This is for Elena. Very special (laughs) for our circle of trust. And um, she, you can start, you know, she will take anybody from really zero to hero. Because mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I started, uh, I was pretty much a hot mess. I was making a lot of mistakes. <laughs> oh no! She was so patient, she was so patient and uh, she really took the time. With, she does that actually, not just with me, with everybody. With everybody, she takes the time to um, to to make sure your um, your posture and your poses get gradually better and better and better. So it takes a lot of patience. I couldn't do it. She can do it.
1: And- <laughs> yeah. Very good now. We do a lot for the feet to remove that, the swelling, so the feet don't swell. All of this will start to be drained. You've got a whole month switch. The thing about this yoga is what you have to create is a habit. Mm-hmm. It's habits once a week, Sunday morning. Just do the once a week, Sunday morning. One day you might do two, but just do the once a week, Sunday morning. In a month, try a couple of months, see what happens. But it will begin. It's the habit that's the most important thing to do. It's the habit, okay. Sunday morning, I'm going to do that class just on Sunday, no more, just that. And if you give me that one day, we're changing everything. We're going to change what's ill about you, we're going to change everything because it's actually therapy. And in India, when you go to university as a doctor, this yoga. Is taught to you in India, in the highest doctor's university, this yoga. And the reason is, is because it's therapy. And you know, the yogis, that they're the first vegans. You know, the yogis are the vegetarians. You know, and you know the hippies were right. You know, the, yogi, the, you know the hippies, the, they, the yogis. When you look at buildings and you look at, let's say, buildings in New York, you're all around them. They're all that, they're all that. Now think of the building of the pyramid. Now you know that's a vastly complex, different building. You know the mind that built the pyramid is very, very different from the mind that built many beautiful buildings here. But you know the pyramid has got a deeper something going on. You all know that. This practice is like that. This yoga, the Indians have known it for thousands of years. Like the Egyptians in Africa, knew the workings of the pyramid. It's not an ordinary knowledge but it's a road less traveled. Many people don't want to put that time in, but it's like, if you get one and a half hours a week, it's 90 minutes, but you rest in between, I take you through it. There's a lot of chat about the spiritual work. And I really, really, really help you to find a way to love yourself and find the barriers to loving yourself. But what I want to say to you all is, I'm usually meeting people with a calling. So the fact that you are all here, you must have a calling, I feel. So I don't know what jobs that you do. A calling is when, I mean, I do this, reason I go into class and do and teach my whole heart, is because it's my calling. That's what I know that I can do for the planet. Just that, I mean, some people can do other things, but I know I can do this thing. And when you're called, it's not your choice. You are called, you know that, I can see. All of you, I've got a feeling, and I don't know what your jobs are, I don't know what your lifestyles are, but I've got a feeling that you have a calling. You called me up on that when you brought pranayama up, sweetheart. That is the sign to me that you've probably done it before, not in this life, could be another because remember we exist life too (laughs) too.
2: of course kundalini kundalini was my is my style of yoga that i've been practicing for many decades
1: yeah this is a fabulous you know there's nothing this how can i say this yoga that i teach is the thing to keep your body going the whole time so you can do all the others till you're really old this is the one that keeps you going when i went to do teacher training emmy She's 20 years older than me. I took her last class. and know because the studio closed because of quarantine. And she was 90, standing in a swimsuit, <laughs> in the 90 minutes class in a hot room. I've got people that I know in front of me. Even Bikram, I know he's got a bad name, guys, and I never knew all about that funky stuff. You know, obviously he didn't fancy me, it wasn't his stuff. But still he's there, nearly 80 years old, running from the police, if you feel me. <laughs> right. You know, you feel me. It's not, he's on his toes, they call it. He's still running, he's still active. He's full on human being. It's just that, you know, it, it can happen with people. They, they, they go off the rails, but you know, I know nothing about that. For me, I didn't even know Bikram was a person when I met, when I did the yoga. I thought it was like Kundalini or power yoga. I didn't know it was an actual person. They just said Bikram yoga, so I just did Bikram yoga. And it was only later that I found out that he was an individual. I did spend seven years in the headquarters of this yoga. So it's like me going to a university of this yoga. So I know how to work with you all. But um, once a week, so what I'm offering. See if you would try, see if you would like. And hand on heart, I don't believe that I would be medication free wearing, my, I know I wouldn't be wearing my Manolos because I couldn't wear them before I started this yoga. And I was doing Ayenga, Ashtanga, and I was doing Power. Those were the yogas that I was doing. I didn't do your kundalini, so I can't talk about that. But I know a um, lot of people that do, and they're fabulous. And I know it's Dina worth the race. my movement. favorite, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So um, I didn't know about the other. I mean, I tried the other yogas. Still couldn't fit my shoes. It, it wasn't something I tried to. I just slipped them on by accident. calling it the Cinderella thing, you know, and your clothes fit the same. You know, the clothes that you, have you all got that special little something you saved because you didn't want to throw it away, but you can't fit in it anymore, but you loved it. So you're not throwing it out. Year after this, you may be getting into it again because it's pulling away all the the toxins that give you the middle age spread. And we also work on the bones to make you stand upright. Every single posture you do every time you come, 26 postures, they're the same postures. They're not my postures. I learned how to teach them. If they were my postures, it would be ordinary yoga because I'm an ordinary person, but it's not. These postures are over 5,000 years old. First seen at the foothills of the Himalayas where Pakistan is now. And they actually believe that it may even be because they've seen some signs in the pyramid hieroglyphics that it's even more ancient than this. But it is ancient and it is alive. And you've got a month and you can come and hang with me and feel your way out and me <laughs> and and, yeah.
0: and it doesn't have to be sunday she's got options five days a week you I mean, can take two days
1: and out. i have recorded classes so if you decide to take one live class you find a time and you want to do another you've got a recorded class to do whenever it suits your time as well so it's just to try it I mean, Doc and I have been working for a while together now. And um, most of the people- Doc? She calls you Doc. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> well, Doc, you know, Christine is 62, little, little Christine, because I've got people in my room who, when you come in, I'll introduce you, you'll see them on the screen, doing incredible postures, 62, 65, you know, and I'm talking me too, everybody. So, yeah. and you will actually physically see them. It's go. What can I say? We have proof. So um,
0: there's no judgment. Everybody starts whatever your body's at and we just get better from there and get benefits. So I hope you all can join. We will send you the link to, to, to signing up. Um, so you can test, test, test this um, ancient um, yoga journey and go from there so while we have francesca we have another 15 minutes she's a wealth of (laughs) well-being health and wellness
1: information can i just say something doctor yeah Mm -hmm. yoga that i'm that i teach out there i told you it's my calling so i'm not doing it for a bunch of money 29.99 monthly unlimited Take as many classes you want, when you want, how you want. So it's not that I'm coming in and want the money out of your purse. That's not what it's about at all. Obviously, yes. And if that was too much for anybody, say so you've got, a, you know, a niece and nephew has really got nothing. Let them send me a ten bucks and they can come to class. Because it is not about the money at all. This is not about the money. I'm trying to wake my own myself up, you know. I'm trying because the, we call it the great work you work on your own being and that's what my goal is it's not for more money for for what you know it's it's not my thing so just saying it's it's very in a price that's accessible thank you you're so generous Mm. thank you
2: so much it's
0: great your gillian Madeleine, veron um any question for our francesca
2: i would i would like i mean i do feel a little like in my case, because I've, I've been on a very similar journey for decades myself. And uh, one of the things, though, that, that I wanted to highlight was about thoughts. Because for me, I don't use the term anti-aging. I use the term pro-aging, because at, at my age, what I want to emphasize is the beauties of aging. I call myself a seasoned woman, because my, my, my experience has caused me to be fit and have a great deal of creativity and productivity to offer. And when I say thoughts, it's because I see around me, especially in the American culture, that (coughs) aging means decline. So I like to use that terminology in the opposite way, in the positive way. No, aging is... Is blossoming and blooming and contributing. It has and and you know I think those thoughts that you're talking about. I love I love the little conveyor belt that is is so um, such a great way to notice, as you say, these thousands of thoughts. And so often these thoughts, because our culture is so bombarding us with oh you get oh you're aging you're old you're ugly you're this you're (laughs) declining you can't do the job anymore you have nothing to contribute boy when those thoughts if they start uh -uh. those are the ones that have to go on that conveyor belt and down the road so so thank you for your for your contributions in in that way and uh i'm right with you there girl
1: Pro-aging from now on, if I may, may okay. I use that term, pro-aging, because yeah. I think that's ter- pro-aging, that's it, that is terrific, that's what, we're, from now on, pro- oh. because honestly, I love being older, I wouldn't be 25 to, to, to absolutely, me. I couldn't, and I'm loving, I mean, I'm not with somebody, I'm very happy, I'm, I'm celibate actually, <laughs> you know it's it works for me as I'm a bit monkey-fied but you know um, but I've completely love getting older I I was um, born I have a lot of um, troubles as a child you know difficulties at home you know shouting you know stuff that goes on with your kids and it can throw you about a bit so the younger life was almost much more difficult for me but um as I'm going into the older life Oh, honestly, sweetheart, when you said that, I feel it. Oh, cool. It is the most beautiful thing to get older. You hear me, Doc, when I say Well, you you're you're a living example of that for sure. So Actually, babe. Hmm? You too, Madeline. Listen to your voice, the way you're Thank telling me you. stuff, the way you're talking, that's of a very um you've already harnessed that as well. Yeah, I hope so. You have working on it a long time. Yes. <laughs> This is the thing you have to do it for. And that's why I say create the positive habit. Yes. And you know the thoughts, what will happen. You know when it's time for you to go to class, your thoughts will tell you. Like me, I've been going 20 years now, but a bit more. And those thoughts will say to me, you don't have to go to class today, Francesca. You went yesterday. You're fine. And I'm trying to go to class. You sit down, have a cup of tea, take a rest. Sometimes I give in. Sit down, have a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. One minute past nine and I've missed my class. Huh, you've missed class. Do you see what <laughs> I mean? So then the same thoughts now beat me up because I've missed the class that they encouraged me not to go on. When this is the matrix and do you know what the matrix is after in every one of us? Our time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When you're lost in thoughts, your time is in the matrix. It's not feeding you. And as you said, you've worked on yourself for very many years, my sweetheart and you really have I, I can tell it shows people working on themselves it just shows you know but that's what the matrix wants it wants your time it doesn't want you to awaken the matrix is here to keep you bonded in sleep but the same way that makes the matrix your biggest enemy it also makes it your biggest friend because if the matrix wasn't there trying to keep you asleep as a soul there would be no journey to awaken and if there's no journey to awaken we'd never wake up here so even though the matrix <laughs> is here actually to completely drown us in sleep it's actually the very vehicle that we can spring off from to wake ourselves up and you know i have an analogy that if you're sitting on the on the beach in hawaii we're going to north shore because that's where the surfers go and i love to watch that surfing business anything to do with movement i adore you know and you see a huge wave come out the ocean, Your objective, you're sitting on the beach, you see the ocean, you see the wave, the biggest one, and you see the surfer heading for the wave, and then you see the surfer hitting the wave and diving through, you know the stuff they do? Sometimes the wave, it's got huge fish running out in it and everything. To the wave, the wave, as it looks at itself, it's like, oh, I've got a surfer in me, I've got the fish in me, and the wave is picking up (laughs) oxygen and light, And the wave has got other waves with it, hundreds of waves as it's looking around as they head towards the shore. But then the wave sees at the shore, they all die, because they all disappear. Suddenly the waves like, oh my God. But you sitting on the shore, you know that that wave is the ocean. You know the wave is one thing, the ocean and the wave are together. And in fact, when the wave does go back into the ocean, It takes all the knowledge of the surfer. It takes the knowledge of the fish that were in it. It takes the knowledge of the atmosphere and all the sunlight and the air. And then it takes that back to nourish the ocean. You are built the same way. You are a human being as the wave is a wave. But the whole time you are divine energy because that's where you come from. And it's when the wave recognizes that it is the ocean, that's when it's self-realized. That's when it wakes up, that self-realization. So once you begin to recognize that moment that I'm creation, I'm divine energy, the wave is just a part of that creation That and it's individual. The wave is individuals, no wave but like each other. Some of them are little ripply waves, some of them are huge waves. They're all different. They all have a unique because this is life. Everything's unique. Every single one of us is unique. We've all got a certain vibration that only we have. Each one of us, and it's all different. And the thing about this vibration, it's humanity. The whole of humanity as one, as amazing different vibrations making a gorgeous sound. And what they want to do is all follow the same route, all dress the same clothes, all follow that religion, or this one, or this one, or follow this, or follow this. And what they're not saying is you've got to dance to the beat of your own drum. Even if I never see you again, you never come back, you know that beautiful, you know, because it's love. But dance to the beat of your own drum, because nobody in this world can do anything the same way that you can. And that is what is needed on our planet. It's not the time for us now to follow one Messiah. It's the time for humanity to awaken. And honestly, people I interact with, we are 75 million people. When they click on, the whole of humanity will awaken. And that's what we're going through at this moment. You know, all the the darkness that you see coming up, it's not things are getting worse. It's all coming up so that it can be healed. It's all being brought to the surface to be healed. So that was what I thought about that too. Okay. Good for you said.
0: Thank you so much. Um, Veron, Gillian, Bernice, any question? Thank you very much, Francesca. Yeah, I just want to ask about the class. Do you learn all the 26 posture in one class or, or separate time? And what is the time
1: of your class? What you do is every time you come, We go for the 26. Some of them you get, you know, a bit better until you learn it. But it's natural to the body to learn it. They're very, very easy for the body to learn. It's not an advanced class. It's a beginner's class. And you do the same every time you come. And, you know, it will help everything you do in your ordinary life. Even if you're doing another yoga, it even pumps that up. You know the kundalini is going to rise even faster, sweetheart. Because your body's free and clear in another way as well. But as I said, it's not my yoga. I'm an ordinary person. The yoga is outstanding. It's going to be able to come and try when you want. I teach usually in the mornings um, in Los Angeles. For me, it's 9 o'clock. New York, it will be 12, obviously. Um, I also teach at 6 o'clock, 1, 6 o'clock in the evening, which is probably late for you guys. But um, if you can't come, we do have some... Um, recorded classes I record every class I do so if you like you want to practice without me telling you you want to look at it on your own you can stick a recording on but you know come to me I will get you through it I can teach anybody yoga if that's what I can do I can <laughs> teach anybody to do these, these um, 26 postures and two breathing exercises.
0: It, two three other teachers also do earlier time Veron, uh, that you'll probably be able to catch on since you're eight hours later in um, the
1: UK. Ah, the yes. UK, they come in, in in the uk it's about six o'clock for you i have students from uk canada guatemala i have students from um oh god there's there's more than that there's more i think five different countries india brazil yeah india and brazil yes thank you india and brazil as well so for london it would be um six o'clock class in the evening and for new york obviously it's three isn't it or if nine twelve o'clock We'll
0: send you the schedule and everything uh, after this class. We'll email you everybody with your gift that you'll be able to redeem. Bernice, any question? Jillian? I do.
2: I just have a quick question. Um, in your opinion, what's the best water temperature to drink and how much of it per day?
1: The best water temperature to drink is warm water. So, similar, yeah. similar temperature to your body. And you know something, I know it's weird. If you're in a hot environment, it's different, sweetheart. You can drink any water you bloody want, you know. But if you're not well and it's like cold and you know the winter's coming, you don't want to drink sometimes a litre of cold water because your body's got to take a lot of time to heat it up. So the warm water, and I found it strange, and you get it as warm as you can, not hot, because then it kills the water. If you boil the water, it dies, you know. So you just you get it, what, but you don't have to have warm. The liters, I, I think two liters in a day is great, but if not, just one. But any mm-hmm. more than yesterday is fantastic. Anything a little bit more than yesterday is, is fantastic. But it's, um, and a lot of my, my people are, um, are not kids. So y- y- I've seen the benefits incredibly, incredibly actually in a certain age group. Usually by the time that we're 45, people are frozen. So if you like you, you didn't freeze my baby. You didn't freeze, you see, you just kept on moving because you're working on yourself. It's easy for people to work on other people. Oh, you've done that wrong. Oh, get that right. But to work on yourself is a different beast
2: mm-hmm.
1: because we don't see ourselves. When you start to watch the thoughts, sometimes take a little time, go and sit, see what comes through your head watch the conversations and you'll be astounded that all this is going on and it's got nothing really to do with you. It's very peculiar, but lovely thing. So I'm hoping I see you. And if not, you know, my love, my love. (laughs) Yes, you know, we're on this planet together. We're in this together and you are all light bringers. I know you are because light bringers are interested and looking on 5D, for things to help them. So understand that personally, you are a light bringer. As soon as you start to tell yourself you love yourself, you raise the level of your vibration. You know when somebody's angry, you know when somebody's in a mood, you know your parents were in a mood. You know when they walked in, you looked at them and thought, can't do any sketchy shit with this, because you know your parents are in a mood. Your parents don't know that you know that they're in a mood because they don't see their mood, but you know exactly Okay, so you know, oh, I'll behave now. Or you can mess around. We've all been there. What you're learning to do, when you walk in the street, when you do, everybody knows your mood. It's only you think they don't know your mood. So if you're in a bit of an edgy mood, you know, you bump your foot, now you're a bit moody. The level of your vibration is such, everybody knows your mood. When you love yourself, you raise the level of the frequency of your vibration to love. Because the thoughts you're thinking are are your vibe. What you're thinking is your vibe, if that can help you. So when you start, so you love yourself, loving you instantly raises your vibe and people around you, you know, an opera singer can break a glass because of vibration. Vibration is what you are. Vibration energy is what you are, you know, a frequency. Those three things Tesla talked about. So as soon as you're dealing with your thoughts, you're instantly dealing with your vibration, your vibe. And when you get your vibe loving you, Boom! Everything opens.
0: Thank you, thank you so much. Okay, we have two minutes. Jillian, any last word?
1: I just want to say thank you. I mean, yeah, you got me vibing here.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's what I want to say. I love it.
1: Well, there's a little band of people, a little tribe of people, yeah. tall, and you'll see that they're like us. You know, there's not like some 15 year 20-year-old doing this and this and this. No, 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 no. Real people working on themselves.
2: Yes. But, you
1: know, understand more than anything, if, if anything I can part to you, is that you are light bringers. But mm-hmm. to love yourself, you know, there is a reason you're on this planet right now. It's no accident. No accident that you're here. No accident you doing all that kundalini yoga. You know that, babe. Mm-hmm. You're a light bringer.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Your natural, princess. we loved it every moment of it, and um, um, I'll be in touch with you. Everybody, you'll get to yes. hear from us very soon.
1: Thank you uh,
0: with your special gift. And thank very you. Very kind. Very generous. Thank, thank, you. For thank, you.
1: thank you. Anything you need, I'm available. Your love. My beautiful. Thank glass. you. Thank bye you bye. so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you see you soon. Thank you so I know. much, Lunchy. <laughs> I know. It's a love fest. I know. I there love it. Thank you so much.